1: Space
0: Trash. Trash in space. Space Trash. Lifestyles of the rich and Uranus. Space Trash. Celebrities, they're trash, but the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Greetings Trashlings and welcome back to another exciting episode of Space Trash. Lifestyles of the rich in Uranus. And I'm Sarah Armour. And I'm Molly Malshine, and thank you for bearing with us over this two-week hiatus when we learned, contrary to popular belief, Casey is the harder-working Malshine.
0: Well, now that is questionable because I think – I mean, well, actually, she is the harder-working Malshine. Not only did she pod throughout the family's trauma, but I do think it's harder to watch The Bachelor than anything from my experience that is fair <laughs> that is actually why she's the hardest worker not because she worked through last week but actually because the bachelor's uh it's honestly it's labor to watch yeah i can't even do that and i watched real housewives
1: of salt lake city which is That's garbage swirling That's around in a in a toilet bowl yep. i did just to give myself a little credit i did have to fit two transatlantic flights in there
0: right okay so tell the people where you were in your own words
1: I was in New Jersey and Pennsylvania because my grandma died. Right. Eileen Gedick. She was a Sagittarius son, and she died right around the time of the Leo moon, which is really appropriate because she really was the queen of the jungle. She was the monarch of our family. She was the matriarch. Oh my god! And so she's like,
0: yeah, she's basically the queen. Yeah, of she your life. She must have had Leo in her chart. I mean, I love this. And and so, yeah, that's where Molly was. I'm sorry that I that I outed you. So Molly actually did the Zoom Moon with her family from Casa de Malshine in New Jersey. She did take two transatlantic flights. It's why, actually. Yeah.
1: What? If I hadn't done the Moon we would have been able to get a podcast out. That's really? another true
0: thing. That could be right. Except that it was essential that you were at... The, the Zoom Moon not because I care that you're at the Moon even though I think it made the, the evening. Because what's so funny, so Molly always comes to the Moon with a podcast, with a PowerPoint presentation, but because she was flying, she didn't get to make one. So I just did, I just rapped
1: a little, you know, I just talked about Leo's, talked shit, and then Todd Chapman
0: came on. To go and- right after, it, the only time Todd's ever gone right after Molly. Todd arrived at the Zoom Moon with, tell him, A PowerPoint about Tom Brady because Tom Brady's a Leo and Todd is leader of the bro life movement. I mean, you cannot ask for better group mind telepathy than the players of the MUNUAL, okay? There is more group mind. The fact that Todd showed up with a PowerPoint of a celebrity... The one time you didn't was so deeply satisfying. I can't even describe. Like, oh, how did he know? Also, you I know, gorgeous. A little funeral action does wonders for you. Very, very good. Thank you. Um, I stopped taking birth control
1: like two oh. nights ago. And I feel like that might be why I am a little cranky. I think oh, the yeah. hormones are going over the speed limit right now. And- but I think the face thins out immediately. I stopped because I have
0: this, I always have a pooch when I'm on birth control and it's annoying. Yeah. When I was on birth control many moons ago, I, when I stopped taking it, I lost 10 pounds like immediately.
1: Amazing. Can't wait for that. But I'm really annoyed because also I found this study that I don't know if I told you about this. I'm like, Repeating this like I'm fucking Paul Revere and everyone needs to know like the British are coming. But I found this study that if you are working out and you're on birth control, hormonal birth control, it can inhibit your muscle gains by 40 to 60%. What? So I've been doing crazy like strength work for like – four, five months and it could have been inhibited 40 to 60%. So I said, okay, screw it. Like I'll take the smaller boobs if I can get a little more swole because that's the whole yeah.
0: point of working out. No, you want to see the gains. You want to see the fucking gains. And um, side note, we do know that according to Spirit Baby Lady, your babies are knocking down the uterine door. So I would just say- yes you're going to want to download. I happen to use the Flow app, F-L-O, and you can track your period and it's very accurate and it will tell you the days that you can and cannot get pregnant.
1: Ah, yes. The rhythm method is what we call it in the Catholic Church. Mm -hmm. And it's the reason why my
0: parents both have five and six siblings. Oh, okay. So it is not 100% accurate, but I, I want to say at the time that your parents were born, they didn't have the app.
1: I named this recording session Scamuary, even though it's not a pun on the month that it currently is. <laughs> so we're talking about scammers and we're mostly going to talk about Anna Delvey, I guess, aside of the Tinder swindler. But I wanted to, I mean, there are scams everywhere right now. Why? I mean, we'll get into why. We'll get into why astro- astrologically, because first we need to get into the key players. Because yeah, There is but- a reason why and I cannot wait to disclose. Yeah. So, okay. Have you been seeing – because I know everyone's going to be wondering about this. Have you been seeing all of this chatter that the queen died? Because it turned into this huge trending topic like on Twitter. Oh it was God. all anyone was talking about last night. So, okay. They must have edited the caption because what it had said before was sources close to the royal kingdom notified us exclusively that hashtag Queen Elizabeth has passed away. There is no royal kingdom. That's not well, a I was just going to say like what are they talking about? Like Disneyland? Right. They changed it to Royal Palace, which still isn't anything. Right. And then it says she was scheduled to attend the wedding of British Vogue editor Edward Endenfull, but was found dead. Story developing. So there is no way in hell that the queen would be attending the wedding of um, the British Vogue editor because she hasn't really gone to a wedding of someone not related to her in like a decade from what I can tell. I was trying to find her. Yeah, she doesn't go to weddings anymore. Plus, she
0: has COVID this week.
1: Right.
0: Like you right. guys couldn't even she's actually going and infecting people at the Vogue. She's, she's a super spreader event. The Vogue funeral becomes super spreader event because the queen got out of her deathbed to arrive at the occasion. Right. And then he said, so then
1: the guy, Jason Lee, who I just learned about today, he posted on his personal Instagram regarding the Queen, notes app, obviously, regarding the Queen Elizabeth story. One, I've never lied. Two, I've never been wrong. Three, I trust my sources. Four, I have yet to see an official statement from the palace saying otherwise. Five, I'll be at the Donda concert tonight with Yay.
0: Wait, this is hilarious. Him doubling down on my sources wouldn't lie, but she's still alive is unbelievable. Right, and it's like, bro,
1: the palace didn't deny it yet because your your
0: account is irrelevant. Wait, there's nothing to deny. They don't know who you are. This has not been a blip on their radar, right? Well, all you can look for all the evidence in the world of she's alive. Right, nobody has okay. to say anything. She's alive, and a
1: bunch of royal reporters last night were like, "This is not true." By the way, and everyone was like <laughs> ragging on this guy for saying "royal kingdom" and things that made no sense. It's also funny because the idea that if she if she was supposed to go to Edward and wedding, which I'm sure she was not,
0: right? <laughs> she's not I gotta say, for all the things that she is, it doesn't seem like she's big time into fashion. No, hundred percent, no. She like all she has of more her- lipstick.
1: Right. Hell no. So there's no way she was ever going to that. If she was and she died, they wouldn't have told him that that that's why she's not coming. (laughs) They would have been like, she has COVID because that's already in the news. Like They wouldn't have been like, oh, the queen
0: died. She's not coming anymore. And then never announce it. It's also a really funny thing to think that like, that like they were so like you know bamboozled by the, like how do we get out of this like let's just tell them, let's just tell them the queen died like right. what why would that be a better response than she has covid
1: right it would never ever ever happen and like so then then to this morning it's like okay it's been a full day there's no way that it's true okay. like. Even if you thought there was a slim chance that it was true, like there is a protocol in place for when she does die, they're going to get the news out as soon as humanly possible so that something like that doesn't happen. Right. They're not going to be
0: like just like staring at her body for 24 hours. Like, How do we for tell how- people how do we tell them that the old lady queen died? Right. Oh, she's on her way out. This is not going to be breaking news. It is going to be huge in it's the gonna be news, breaking I- news, but it's not going to be it's not going to be like, what? Right. She died. It's like, yeah, she's Ancient.
1: Yeah, exactly. So then, a fake Twitter account called Hollywood UL. So, so they tweeted something like, and it's got five thousand followers, and the only thing it's ever tweeted is links to the Hollywood Unlocked website. Oh, so they tweeted like, "Sorry, we made a mistake. This isn't true." Then I retweeted it, and it disappeared. And then the editor of the website, Jason Lee. He tweets from his account. That's a fake account. It's not real. I still stand by the story. He said that the Hollywood Unlocked account on Twitter was
0: fake. Oh my god! This is all like so, like subterranean. Like this is like like trolls trolling trolls. What are you saying?
1: Yeah, it's really
0: (laughs) weird. It's like.
1: Why was this person working for months and months to build up a fake Hollywood Unlocked Twitter account just in order to repeat the story Hollywood Unlocked had posted on their
0: verified Instagram account? That is like, so funny. Like, yeah, like what a weird, I guess like we, we got to hope that there's like some big reveal where there's like, oh, this is what it was ultimately for. You know what I mean? Like maybe there is something up his sleeve. But otherwise, I just feel like what we've come across is the Alex Jones of Hollywood.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think this guy's a scammer and he is, he's like, I'm saying it and I don't give a shit. And the thing that's really funny is like, she is sort of looking frail lately. So I feel like if it happens in the next couple months, this guy's going to be like, I told you.
0: First of all, she'd been looking frail a couple years now. Okay. Second of all, what again, when she dies, this isn't gonna there's not gonna be an I told you so moment if she dies six months later. Do you know what I mean? It's like you can't be like, yeah, I told her she was dead. It's like, dude, you posted about this, you know, pre-mortem.
1: Yeah. Like you you can't just say it and then eventually when it happens, be Wait, that's like-, like that's
0: like you can't like make a bet on the queen's death and not have a date. You can't just be like, I told her she was gonna die. It's like, well, everybody is, man.
1: Yeah, and everyone's just trying so like every legit news outlet is trying so hard not to re- write about this because it legitimizes him, and he's really smart for doing that. So,
0: well, yeah, you that's know? what I want to know. What do you think the, the re- like? So I didn't even think of, about it in terms of scamming. I was just literally thinking personality disorder or de- you know dem- delusional to some level. Um, but actually, you're saying that it's a scam, and what? So it's what do you think he's getting paid for clicks for advertising or something?
1: No, he is. Scamming his way into getting more clicks. Yeah. Just to build his public profile because he wants to be the next shade room. He's on the way there already. And this is like a thing that's big enough to get him on other people's radar. I had no idea who this guy was. That is um, so stupid. Until yesterday, you know, and then like, his name was trending on Twitter, and he shares the name with someone from the show. My name is Earl. So the trending topic was My name is Earl, and then the, <laughs> underneath it was like a blogger who shares the name Jason Lee has gotten hot water, but it's not the actor from My name is Earl. It's
0: so stupid. It's oh my god! So many levels of stupid. I would love to have him on the pod.
1: I think he's he's too big for us now. Maybe <laughs> yesterday, before before he announced the right. Queen's death,
0: not Three today. Days ago, we had a shot.
1: Okay, you wanted to talk about Anna Delvey inventing Anna.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk about it because you know, for me, I watch a I watch a Shondaland, you know, docu narrative series about a criminal mastermind who I happen to completely empathize with and really like her, even though. It's debatable whether she's a sociopath or not, but I like her. And I pulled up her chart. Number one, there's like no coverage of her chart. Maybe there is more now, but when you know we 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 had to pause for death. Now we're back, but Mm -hmm. you know, so maybe there's more now. But at the time, there was like no information out about it. And so when I started doing my own research on trying to figure out what. You know what her birth info was, I found it and I looked her chart. I go, wow, this is very, very interesting because it is very much not only a masterclass in a certain science, particular energy, but it also is directly related to the Pluto return of the United States, which we have just officially began yesterday. Okay, let me explain who she is for people who might not know. How could you not know? But okay, you're scamming yourself if you're not up on this, but yeah, let them know. This is the theme of the episode. Who's scamming the scammers? Who's the scammy?
1: What? Who's scamming what? What's scamming who? I love it. So, okay. The Anna Delvey story hit the scene in 2018 when this woman wrote for Vanity Fair about how she got swindled by this. Other woman who's, who she knew as Anna Delvey. She was like, I became friends with her. She was living in this swanky hotel. She always had the coolest bags. She was really mysterious. She did this, this, and this. And then finally, like, it all came to a head when this woman went to a hotel in Morocco with Anna. And Anna kept being like, oh, put it on my card, put it on my card, put it on my card. They were leaving the hotel. And suddenly... Anna's card did not work, so this woman had to put sixty two thousand dollars on her Condé Nast corporate card. Whoa! So I'm coming, and then and then it and then it emerges. There were all these different investigations then going on with reporters and everything wanting to write about her. Um, my approach to this story is obviously from a media background because I'm like, first of all. Who had a media company corporate credit card with a $62,000 credit limit in 2018? Everyone I knew. Totally. Everyone I knew was getting laid off from media companies in 2018. Wild that this woman had this. I'm happy for her. Um. Second of all, as a person who worked in New York media for five years, I completely empathize with wanting to get a free trip to Morocco because as a, as a media person, you get paid shit right. and you traffic in free things. Right. But I don't That's think that what we said. We, you got to get a job so
0: that we can get more products to try.
1: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I would have taken it all the way to Morocco. Like I would have been like, I'm going to have to sing for my supper in some way. If someone's taking me to North Africa or you like, you, anywhere.
0: you think you really would have been like, no, there's something weird about this.
1: Yeah. If someone was trying to take me outside of the tri-state area, I would have been like, for free. No <laughs> right. one likes me that much. No right, one likes
0: right, me that right. much. Well, I would you know what I mean? I would be like, this is fishy. Wouldn't you? No, I think I if like I guess my problem is if you're like, hey, let's go to Morocco, I would be like, Yeah, send me the ticket. Like that's why I like yours doesn't count as a destination wedding because like actually you're in the UK and Nick is of ireland but in general if well, ireland yeah if you invite me to a wedding that's like a specific, like go, go come with me in costa rica and everyone's gonna fucking party in the jungle together i'm like great unless you're if you're paying i'm in if you're not fuck you how dare you i i, I yeah if i'm invited somewhere like that i expect to be paid for actually
1: well, that's the difference between you and me. I would feel, I think it's because my mom instilled in me from a young age, like don't overstay your welcome. Don't take things that people don't want to give you kind of thing. So I feel ashamed of everything I
0: get. Do you know what I mean? Right. And so I have the opposite where it's like, I was a a little princess and it was like, you know, we welcome grand gestures and travel is the greatest gift because it creates memories together. Right, I could stand to be a little more entitled, but anyway, <laughs> certainly.
1: So, inventing Anna is the new Shondaland joint on Netflix. Anna Delvey was paid three hundred and twenty thousand dollars for her rif- life rights to make this show. Which honestly, she should have got more money than that. Yeah. Um. So, you're are you a Shondaland fan? Well, I'm. I'm a Shonda fan. And, and by which we mean Shonda Rhimes, obviously, is the showrunner behind this show, Bridgerton, Grey's Anatomy, Scandal, right? That's what it's called, Scandal? Yeah,
0: Scandal, yeah. Uh, How to Get Away with Murder, the Oprah Neverland, you know, whatever it was called. Uh, it's the Oprah Neverland. Oprah, Neverending Story.
1: Okay. Oh, yes, yes. So she is a prolific producer and showrunner and writer. She also did,
0: was it the... What was it called? The incarceration doc, like right uh, during the Black Lives Matter. Program. Oh, that was really good. Was great. So I'm a fan. Amendment her. or something?
1: Yeah. What did you say? It was like 19th Amendment or something like yeah, that. Yeah,
0: like 13th Amendment, I think, or whatever the amendment was. Obviously, we need to watch it again. But very good. Cut this far. Oh, right. But it's like, um, <laughs> it's okay not to remember. The I don't amendment. remember which amendment it was that did it. abolition okay it's still a problem we didn't work we need a new amendment okay but anyway so um i'm a huge fan of Hers, you know, film student to film student. You got two of the of the greatest here. Like, I think that in terms of like who she, like in the same way that like I don't love every Shyamalan movie, but like I will see every Shyamalan movie because I have a great respect for him as an author. I feel the same way about Shonda. In general, I feel the same way. You, I know you don't like her. I love Lena Dunham. I, I will watch anything Lena Dunham writes and directs because I'm just no curious. You don't I do? I, I yeah, I like I love her.
1: Well, I'm gonna hate watch everything she does because <laughs> which means I'm her biggest fan. Right, and right. Also- I jealous watch, if anything. Right. That's what it is. It's Jealous Watch. And I do – I did meet her once and she was very, very nice. And I think it's cool. Yeah. We're all jealous. I'm jealous yeah, of her. Yeah. So I – okay. I never got into any of the Shonda shows because I didn't have basic cable for the last, like, 15 years.
0: Oh. And, yeah. So I never watched Grey's Anatomy. That was, like, her big first hit. And I haven't yeah. watched all of them, but I absolutely loved Scandal. Yeah. I haven't seen it. But I – so,
1: okay. I – I know I feel like the biggest hater in the world because I'm always hating on everything, Mm -hmm. but I'm a Capricorn – you have to understand this.
0: Capricorn Taurus, like only the best from all. I thought they
1: should have put – even though I just said Anna Delvey was underpaid for her life rights, they should have put more money into the production value and less money into the friggin' life rights because – the wigs were off. The
0: fashion was so off. You think the fashion was off? See, I don't know about it, but for me, that was one of the things that like surprised me about Anna, where I was like, oh, because I that was one of the takeaways I got. Like, oh, part of the way that she even like got away with this was because she was always like dressed the part
1: but that wasn't what it said in the original stories in the original reporting it was like she kind of looked like shit but she had nice bags oh, and that's sort of a rich girl trademark like when you meet someone who's genuinely rich they have a rumpled look you know right, like right. when you're when you're in the alps and you see the girls who have the perfect skin tight hot pink outfit you're like okay she is on the job you know wow yeah old old russian man and when you see the girls who have like beat up kind of ski suits and and every and they still have perfect skin and perfect
0: hair but it's not camera ready you're like those are the real rich people so wow i hope when i'm walking around quick check in my reindeer sweatpants and my oversized space trash tees they think wow she's so lax she must be so rich
1: Because you are. Because you are rich. You emanate richness. Right. Because I allow myself to look sloppy. And you're not worried that – you're not worried that people aren't going to think you're
0: rich because you know you are. Right, right. Well, there was that funny line in the show where they were like, Anna's face was completely ugly, peasant-like. That's how you knew she was rich. Because like, she was getting away with doing so many things as a sort of not that attractive person. That's right. how you know she was rich. Because if you don't have to change your looks to get ahead, then you must be rich. <laughs>
1: exactly. So- like we've all met that sort of dumpy rich girl, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: miserable and does and gets whatever she wants. And like, that that's- I can think I of like the specifically people are popping my head where I'm like, whoa, I can't wait to send her the screenshots later and we can fucking roast them. No. In, <laughs> How ugly what, those rich girls are.
1: <laughs> it's again, going to be a jealousy roast because yeah. I don't get anything I want. I don't get, I'm, I'm bad now at it. The
0: listeners of the Space Trash
1: podcast you want. Exactly. Yeah. So that was the that was one thing that bothered me. I was like, she was not this petite, little, cute, well coiffed right, girl. Right. I thought Julia was, looked so cute. Right. She was a, like a hungover mess. That was what I. That was what my mental image was. I was like, she is a rich hungover mess. You know, and like that would be more believable to me as a person working in media who would love to glom onto a rich girl.
0: Right. Well a thousand percent. And I also think that the relationship between her and that girl, Rachel, that wrote that breaking story makes a lot of sense. When I Googled who Rachel is actually, like she is perfect in this role of who, of herself because she's actually like very attractive. Like she's, she's very like Jewish hot. Like it's a certain type. Like I know it's like, but she's, she's hot and she's little and she's skinny. And it's like, she is so the perfect vanity fair, like, entry-level person and she would love to be friends with a super rich like social influencer who also low-key wasn't as pretty as she was like it's a perfect right. pay
1: right she's like not only she's so pretty she's like not only is this girl bankrolling my lifestyle that i just stumbled into by meeting her i'm also prettier than her so right. it's like jackpot Best case scenario
0: scenario <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every dumpy rich girl needs like a hottie to kind of be the honeypot so that they can get into more
0: <laughs> rich shit. It's called a wingman, but I love thinking of as the honeypot.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, okay. I I also took a lot of issues with the way that they – So I thought this this whole story, what I wanted to see when they said they were doing – a fictional narrative series on this. I was like, I want to be transported back to the late 2010s because even though it was only like five years ago or less, it was such a moment, especially in New York. There was so much VC money rolling around. There were all these free events. You had no idea who was rich, who was poor. I really felt like they could have done a much better job sort of representing that
0: part of it and yeah. just getting into that scene and the music and the styles yeah, i'm so and shocked that they didn't use i thought the music was so weird like she's like sitting there in jail and it's the song behind her like manifest 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 it's like shonda just use fucking how bizarre right someone <laughs> tweeted the barbie like barbie girl give me barbie girl
1: yeah well it's late 2010s not 2000s oh
0: when was barbie girl earlier? That was like 1998. Ah oh, man, I'm dating myself. Okay, that. <laughs> how about uh Shake that love topper? Yeah, that. Yeah. Someone was
1: like they sh- she should be listening, I forget who it was on Twitter. I'm sorry for not crediting you, but someone was like she should be listening to Lana Del Rey not Megan the Stallion right? because Megan the Stallion didn't exist yet and they had all these like sort of hot girl summer songs and it was like no, that was not the vibe of Anna Delvey. She was not channeling hot girl summer. She was channeling rich sad girl who's your heart sort of went out to her and you also would accept the free ride that you got along the way that and it just
0: even a kelly clarkson uh anchor like anger ballad would have been better
1: mm, you're still not hitting it what year was that that was like 2006
0: fuck i am wow pisces seasons got me in a nebulous swirl of song times it's fine. It's fine. But yeah, I just
1: thought that like the songs, the art direction, everything was a little bit like the, the art direction. The The fashion was so off. Mm-hmm. The clothes were so off the wigs. Like it just, it wasn't right. I hate how every female reporter and journalist in a TV show is not allowed to brush their hair well, and has right. to wear she looked the awesome. ugliest outfits
0: in the world. I That's what's so I- attractive in general. I, I like Anna Chlumsky. I have some, the my girl days, but boy. Was she was she difficult to watch this entire show? Yes, yeah, she
1: kept making that face. It was like every female journalist is not like a sexually frustrated, angry shrew, you know. And right. if you Google the real woman Jessica Pressler, who that character is based on, who
0: also wrote the story that Hustlers is based on, oh wow, she's, she's chic. Wow, that's go- I, she's an interesting character, and she yeah, she's beautiful. Yeah, she's
1: at the top of her game. She's beautiful. Like, that's really interesting to me. Not like,
0: okay, I had a failure and I need to redeem myself. Like, yo, that's a good impression, Mal. Really? You just nailed – when you watch back, I want you to honor – that was a great impression. Thank you. (laughs) There's something about, like, the way you just did her mouth. Because that was – what watching her face with all those close-ups, it was like her mouth was doing like (laughs) –
1: And I can't even do the forehead because I pay to not be able I, to do the, the forehead.
0: Right, right. I was so, that, watching that show, I was like, damn, I'm, I do need Botox because I was so triggered by the wrinkles. I think it was a big reason why I
1: went for Botox for the first time in like six <laughs> right months afterwards. Yeah. I was like, uh uh-uh, uh, not for me. I'm not going to Anna Chlumsky this shit. I'm not an actor. No one needs to know what my emotions are. I can <laughs> keep them on the inside.
0: I love it. I actually think Botox for comedy is probably really good because it's like you can say like emotional things and it, you just end up looking deadpan.
1: Right. I can finally be like the deadpan Aubrey Plaza comic that <laughs> I tried dead. to be the first time I did like the first 10 open mics that I did. I love yeah Botox. And then you can write it off as an expense because it's for the stage. That's a okay. We're going to have to circle back to that when we have our, our, our is, business is planning. Put it, on, put it on the agenda. Yeah. But so... I also – yeah, the way they portrayed her as a character was really annoying to me just because we never get to see a chic hot journalist unless it's after a makeover scene. Like some journalists are chic and hot. Like the coolest journalists who I like follow on Twitter, Instagram are also chic. It's not about being pretty. It's about you have style because you're an aesthete. Like you are – an art like you're a writer you're artistic well, you're not gonna have a
0: writer it's like it's because yeah sure you could also be a writer and like live in your house in vermont and grow your beard out as a woman and no one would fucking care or no but like right but that's why to, to be a beat recall but to be a beat reporter like a culture reporter which means that you're out on the scene would be crazy not to look awesome how do you get people to talk to you if you don't look awesome right
1: she's wearing like head-to-toe h&m right. with like Classic combat boots? No.
0: (laughs) At this point in her career, that she's writing New York Mag cover stories? No. 100. Well, and what that's even like a compliment, what you just described. Like, we're actually talking about, like, you know, like floral uh, caftans. And, like, I mean, it was just ugly shit. Yeah, it was terrible.
1: Um and it was not didn't reflect real li- reflect real life. The other thing that really drove me insane is that she goes into her editor's office and she's like, "Look, there's a socialite who's stealing money from people, blah blah blah." And the editors are like, "No, we're not doing that story." No editor in the history of history has turned down a story about a socialite acting like an idiot. Never in the history of the world have they said no one wants to read about that. Everyone think- wants to watch a woman fall, let alone a rich, socially connected woman. Yeah, it's yeah always, yeah yeah. Right, that's not always, a new thing. Always a story, every time, no matter what. It's like when I worked at the Observer and I said to my boss can we stalk the Kardashians and the Hamptons? And he said, the, Hampton, he said the Hamptons is always a yes, go. Like, oh, there's certain wow. that are always a yes, especially if you're writing for a New York weekly
0: that caters oh. to a certain audience. Who doesn't want to read about a socialite scamming people? Legitimately, it's like, it's. It, I mean, that's why, like, yeah, that was a part of the show where it was like, she got to have that big, like, triumphant moment where it's like, this put her on the map, this put us on the map, whatever. And it's like, first of all how did you not know like it's just like it well, Yeah, it was like a no shit moment like oh wow it was a success like yeah of course it was a, it's a great lead it's specifically a great lead i guess when in the show they were trying to actually exacerbate the because here's the Hollywood. issue well you you pointed this out to me you were texting me while you were watching and it was fucking cracking me up your level of anger around how much screen time chelomsky was getting and mm-hmm. And it was cra- You were cracking me up because it's true. Like for whatever reason, right? Okay. So when we watch this show, not only do we want to be transported back to that time, but we're all interested in, especially when it's like glitzy and celebrity, uh, studded, you know, uh, cr- white collar crime, criminal behavior, especially from someone that's like a peer, right? Or like, you know, our age, right? It, it should have been all Delvey all the time. It should have been. Like if if anything, because I get that they wanted, I get that Shonda wanted to have a a protagonist that was actually telling the story, because Anna herself as the like main character point of view would have been skewed in and of itself because that's her character. So I didn't mind having a second character to be the storyteller and one that was, you know, unbiased to whatever degree. But yeah, you were you're like, why the fuck am I at the sonogram? With Gromsky. Yeah. Why the fuck are we sp spend- Like, yeah, I was watching, I was rewatching an episode just to um get it back in the groove. It had been a couple of weeks, and I was watching one last night, and it was like, yo, why did we spend eight minutes at the copy machine mm-hmm. with, Aunt-? like, she's just Xeroxing some shit, and we're just watching her print out pictures of Anna. It's like this. And the episodes are in a very Shonda way just a little too long like uh episodes could have been like a cool 23 to 28 minutes each keep me in tv format like they should have just been little episodic vignettes like even the fact that they're doing more than one character vignette per episode is so stupid this would have been way more fun as a 20 episode thing but they were all 28 minutes Yeah. And it was humorless.
1: It was like, this is a hilarious situation. This girl is pretending to be a Russian heiress. She's staying at these hotels. She's amassing this, like, band of uh, ruffians Mm -hmm. to help her get through all her crimes. Like, who's scamming who? The photo editor scams her way into going to Morocco for free and ends up paying for it. It's
0: hilarious. Yeah, I want to do the Adam McKay version.
1: Yes, or the Hustlers version, which ironically, like I said, it's the same writer. And also, just another another quick thing about the fact that the the editors said no to the story. The fact that in real life, three people were working on this story at the same time. Vanity Fair, New York Times, and New York Mag were all reporting it out at the same time. I wonder that's how good of was the big hit the Rachel Cottie or the Rachel Vanity Fair piece. Um, that was the first one I saw. I think it came out first. And then the other two that were more investigative came out. Mm. This was, this is a great story. Like people live for this story. There's no way that people would be like, I don't know. We need wall street. Me too. Right. And then the other thing is she goes to the jail before she ever even looks up if this girl has Instagram. (gasps) Oh, you're right. And then when she finds her Instagram, she prints out all of the photos and tapes them to the wall with pieces of yarn going between
0: them. Right, like she was like John Nash, Beautiful Mind, and they spent eight minutes of her printing out the Instagram photos. I, well, I was timing. I was like, "Why are we here still?" Like when you are even thinking, you would never pitch a story to your editor without looking for that person's Instagram. First. A thousand percent. Or and even you could have just like like forwarded him. Like it would have been more effective and ask. If she actually had some visuals at that time versus like in the middle of – oh, in the middle I'm discovering that there's people I can interview. It's like, okay. It was driving me nuts and I was like they should have had a reporter
1: to consult on this piece or on this show and they did. They had the reporter and she – Yes, she was a consultant on the show. And she did an interview with The Times about it where she was like, yeah, you know, most of that would have happened. I never would have printed the stuff out. I never would have walked into the editor's office to, to um pitch it to him, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, you need conflict and visuals because it's a TV show. And it's like, girl, you should have put your foot
0: down a little bit more because none of this made sense. Well, and it's like, here's what we're the first thing we can discuss instead of getting into the delve of the Delvey chart is like our problems with how much time they were wasting on the visuals and the conflict that were obviously just boring and made up. Right. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't <laughs> think it also, I didn't add anything to the story. Like it wasn't like the, the, the reporter character when she finally had her baby was like more human. It was like, it was almost like the whole thing was just so that she could do that call back of like babies have she babies get pooped out in fields or whatever. But it's like, like there was no, interest in her character whatsoever the relationship issues she was having i guess they were just trying to basically say that she became obsessed which is in and of itself not interesting of course I mean, she did she was doing a deep dive investigation on a breaking news story about up here yeah it's
1: totally yeah i wanted to see late 2010s glam i think they missed an opportunity to just make a total time capsule of that yeah. moment and and I, I wanted to see a deep dive into Anna Delvey's head, and I thought that this sort of like faux feminist story that they gave her was a little bit BS because I think mm-hmm. she's just, uh, you know, a little devoid of emotion and a sociopath. Like she's a scammer. Well, okay, and so it was. I have many that, feelings. But they, they, so we'll, we'll we'll do the chart, but I think they should have. What they should have done is make her an anti hero like Tony Soprano or Don Draper. Yeah. Let us see why how she
0: justified this to herself. That's what I want to know, you know? That's really interesting. That's actually, well, okay. So actually, if you really are interested in that, I have deep, I, I love criminals. I love white collar crime. I think, and I'll get into it with the astrology, but she actually is really important culturally in ways that we only can understand. Either you listen to this podcast, okay? Or you only understand it in the subconscious archetypal realm, okay? But it's like, I feel like, She does represent a lot of the – like I have mixed feelings about her character, especially after looking at her chart because – well, and actually it is a testament to the show not being that good because it should have – the show should have answered the question definitively whether or not she's a sociopath, which it didn't. It it actually did make her kind of like a feminist hero. I left loving her and being like, yeah, I stand her. But then I was curious. So after the show, I deep dove. Like I watched every single Anna Delvey actual interview afterwards. And what's interesting is like, okay, so her opinion does kind of change as she ages. But for the most part, her statement on it is like, I would maybe do it differently is sort of where she's at now. But she's like, I don't regret it all. And I don't believe it's fraud. And so that my first question is like, what is it like, what do you, what is what is? How do we identify a scam? What is a scam literally? I think a
1: scam is when you separate someone for, from their money and don't provide a service of equivalent value in exchange. So mm. she, she was getting money off of people and pretending she was going to build
0: this center. It was a foundation.
1: Yeah, it was never going to happen. And she's still pretending that that was her goal. No. What did running up a $60,000 hotel bill in
0: Morocco have to do with that? No. Well, right. It's like – well, and they do sort of show that in the show where there is like sort of a convenient – like they show that like she's in the fight with her ex-boyfriend who also is a real guy. He's this – he's a little – he was a 40-something guy with a, a sleep app. Same kind of thing. It was like they were trolling him. But in this show, they made him like her age and he was actually cute. I don't know, whatever. But so, um, yeah, she seems to be pretty remorseless. And what she says is like, no, yeah, I was going to, I am going to build my business. But actually, at the beginning of the show, that's one of the things that she's upset about. Where she's like, I am building something. And then her boyfriend's like, what are you building? She's like, I don't know. I don't know. And it wasn't until he actually confronted her in the show about the passport that then it just like came to her. And she's like, actually, this is what I'm doing. And so that became, you like you did see the wheels sort of turn. It was a defensive response, but then because she was so upset, she like laid out her dream. So that was like, I think where it came from. And then that became, I think what she realized that she, but she was a scammer before then too. But when she realized, oh, I do know, I do have an answer for what am I building? And this will be easy to make money for. Cause, cause in, in the interviews now, what she'll say is like, look, at the end of the day, the reason I don't consider it fraud is because actually if you look at what – like if you look at startups and you look at the way that people raise money in America, it's no different than what I'm doing except a little bit different. But it's like I have a different style, a more feminine style. But it's like in general, you're not – like Theranos exists because you are you are not delivering on something. But you start up – the whole startup economy is about promising a novel – idea or a solution to a problem that really doesn't actually have to ever make money or work, but everybody investing kind of knows that that's a part of it. So she had the argument. Yeah, how- but that's that's why investor fraud is a crime.
1: That's why you have to have right. a business plan that actually makes sense and you have to actually intend to deliver on what you're saying but to the investors. But I think could argue that she could. But she couldn't and she didn't. She was just running up hotel bills so she didn't have to pay rent. I love her, come on, I fucking love her, man. That's my dream.
0: well, she's a scammer though, but okay, so, but, okay. but I like your definition. a scammer is someone who is promising services or uh, some kind of uh taking money to provide something that has equivalent value and you know they all agree that there's an equivalent value right, exactly,
1: like if I was to falsify my uh you know, work timesheets somewhere. That's a scam yep. because I'm pretending I worked hours that I didn't work. Mm-hmm. But like, right, if right, I right, was, right, right.
0: If you're blatantly lying, it's a scam.
1: Right. Lying, misleading, things like that. I, I think.
0: And this yeah, idea it, that, that right. She's a, a German billionaire or whatever is so convenient. I mean, I I do think it's smart on some level and, um, I, I liked in the show that they did do some research on her backstory. Again, way too much time watching Anna Cholomsky panic, but yeah, I did think I do think it is an interesting point that like she is Russian and she was there during. Um, no, she's German. No, she's she, Russian. She's fake Russian. Oh, she's no, Russian she's fake and fake German. German. Fakes being German. Well, so her story basically is what they show, which is like she was a poor person in Russia, and then, you know, the empire collapsed, the fall of the Soviet Union or whatever was at the right time, and her family fleed to Germany. They got some oligarch money, and so they got to kind of rebrand as Germans. They were not super wealthy Germans, but they did have like a nicer life in Germany, and she went to German private schools, and so she was raised in Germany, but she herself is not German, and her accent is a Russian accent. So people are all complaining about Julia, uh, whatever her name is, the the actress that played her's accent. And I don't actually think she sounds like Anna, but I also think that Anna Delvey doesn't sound like an accent that's real either.
1: Yeah, I think that accent was kind of a mistake because no one knows what Anna actually sounds like. And it was distracting.
0: It was distracting. Right. It was so, although I will say that by the end of it, I loved the accent and I actually like started doing it. I mean, I feel like when I do accents, it is usually a blend of a few sounds, you know? So I have like on a, on a personal level, I love to do a bad accent because they're all bad accents, you know, but yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like it was distracting. I, I have talked to a lot of people about the show and everyone's like the accent, the accent, the accent. And then I watched an interview where Julia is talking about how she ran the accent by Anna Delvey and Anna laughed and was like, I love it. See, Anna is the, she's continuing to scam, which like, well, but I don't know no, what she did was actually manifest her reality. And now she's not a scammer. She made That's that. Bad. And that she girl, made and that girl, Rachel made double what she spent from vanity or whatever from the on the conda nash card right so like
1: everyone in this is on the make and anna is now just making more money off of her scams she's not really like like maybe her scams are her work now that she's selling access to Mm -hmm. but like i don't think she's suddenly going to be a straight and narrow person i think you'd have to be an idiot to invest in anything that she says she wants to do that
0: is where it will be genuinely interesting To see what she does moving forward. Because for the record, while all of this was going down, can you see my screen? Yes. Okay, so while all of this was going down, this was her Saturn return. So that's when she was getting busted. Oh. And her north node is exactly conjunct her Saturn.
1: So, okay. If I know one thing about Saturn return, it's that if you don't learn from the lessons, they will continue to haunt you for the rest of your life and you'll become a maladjusted version of all of your signs.
0: Yes. And you'll have to redo it when you're, uh, you know, in your late fifties, like right before you're like, like 58 to 60, you're going to have yeah. a redo.
1: So her pretending that she's a girl boss for scamming people, scamming random people, not even scamming just rich people, scamming like people that didn't
0: even have that much money
1: sometimes, like the photo editor and all. Well, I feel
0: like she was the only one that was in that position, right? I mean, she paid back Neff, who's still her best friend.
1: Yeah, I guess. But okay, so what is her son's sign? Is it... Wait, let me guess. Let me guess. Let, oh, yes. let me guess. I can't read what these signs are. anyway. <laughs> but- <laughs>
0: Um, that's why we do need to launch moon university coming soon. Yeah. I think
1: she is, you don't have her rising, right? No, but I have some guesses. Also, do we believe that we even have her correct birth time and all? Yes. Okay. How do we know? Is it on the jail booking? (laughs) (laughs) That's the only way I'll believe it. No,
0: but first of all, we know that she was outed because they have her passport. You know? Also because, like, a lot of people that do the, like... Like, she's on AstroDenius. Like, there's a few websites that are fairly legitimate when it comes to, like, actually just, like... Like, the same way that... Wiki- it's basically, there's, like, Wikipedia for charts. And so, if it was wrong, somebody would have probably gone in and changed it. Gotcha. Okay. I think... And the chart is perfectly her. Okay.
1: She's got to have Gemini in her big two because we don't know her big three. Um And... Give me a hint for what the other one is.
0: Psychopath, like a sociopath. Aquarius. (laughs) So she's Gemini and Aquarius. Well, so we don't know. So actually, it's funny that you say that because when I so I plugged in a bunch of different numbers to try to sort of see what I thought the time was. Oh, this was one version of it. So the houses are wrong here. I would guess actually either Capricorn or Gemini – either Capricorn, Gemini, or Leo risings would be, would be my guesses. Why Capricorn rising? Because of the way here. So, like, let me show you. If she's a Capricorn rising, the reason I think it is not just because of a Capricorn – of the Capricorn sign in and of itself, although it it works. Tell me why you think that c- characteristic-wise because the numbers is too confusing for well, everyone. Because Capricorn cares a lot about status. That's what Capricorn cares about. Capricorn I know, but we're
1: that's not really like I care about status of people genuinely thinking that I'm good at what I do and I deserve to be in the company of like intellectual That's a
0: very that's so. So okay. Yes, but and and I like I like fancy things because I'm a Taurus moon. No, it's also, I like reading. Meeting- no, 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 Taurus isn't necessarily fancy things. Actually, Capricorn's fancier than Taurus. Taurus is more luxurious things. That's what I mean. That's what sensuality I mean. is Taurus. People thinking that your watch is expensive is Capricorn. Okay.
1: But I only want people to think that I have expensive things because I earned it by working hard. And that's,
0: that's not what Sun none. That's a Capricorn sun. It's interesting. I have a lot of Capricorn risings in my life. I have a lot of Capricorn suns and I'm a Capricorn moon. I also have a lot of Capricorns. I have a lot of Capricorns in my life. Okay. This is the Capricast. If you're, if you're watching and you're listening and you're a Capricorn, put it in the reviews. We're going to sing it. But yeah. it's like um, Capricorn rising – You know, your rising sign is sort of the school you're in. So it's not necessarily that it's like so natural to you, but it is your perception of the world. It's how you see the world. It's how the world sees you. So if your rising is in Capricorn, especially before your Saturn return, the only thing that you know that you care about is that for whatever reason, people take you seriously and you have some like perceived status and you want to maintain that status, And so you care about doing things right. And she would argue that she, and she talks about it and it's in the show too, where she like, that's why there's that funny moment where she's like saying bye to Anna after she asked for the panties in the prison. And she's like, it's really nice to be VIP, uh, Vicky or whatever, Vivian, you just have to do the work. Like she would tell you that she was an extremely hard worker and she would tell you that she did earn everything that she got. And you know what? to whatever degree she did. I mean, that is effort and, and skill that she put into... To be able to scam this many people without a penny is fucking awesome. Okay,
1: I know that the TV character said you just
0: have to put in the work, but I don't think the real Anna Delvey I perceived what was a she huge was... Amount of- Effort that you put in to create an entire alias for yourself, and then literally going to business meetings and like dressing the part, and like I don't know. I think she. I think no. Knew, I think she worked hard. This is, I agree she did work hard. I don't think she perceived it as work.
1: I think she perceived it as I am behaving this way because this is who I am. I am Anna Delvey. I deserve this money. Yeah. This is how rich people do right, it. Right, 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 and right. that's why I see her more. I think Leo rising is closer to what it would be because she just wanted to get the the accolades and the attention and the respect without the work. She didn't right. think she was working. She, she was having the time of her life
0: yes i agree with
1: that she did not she does not see like you and i maybe because we have capricorn in our chart we would see that as work we would see scamming as her craft right. but i don't i don't think she saw it that way well i actually, think it, to your point when we change it
0: i think it just came completely naturally to her so i didn't mean to interrupt you yes i agree i think it did come completely naturally to her and actually when they do talk to her parents and even if you look in like IRL when they talk to her parents, they're like, we have no idea why she's like this. <laughs> like, we're middle-class normal people and we are so ashamed and embarrassed. Like, it's true that they didn't give a fuck when she was doing the court case because they were like, what the fuck has she been doing? Like, it's like, a, it's like a different version of having like a daughter that's a junkie or something.
1: Yeah. I think some people have kids who are just really fucking weird and borderline soci... Like, she wasn't murdering people as a sociopath, but I do think she has sociopathic tendencies because yeah. she clearly does not see money as a thing that helps people survive and that people work hard for. She sees it as something that some people have and some people don't. And it's not fair, which of course we all maybe believe that to an extent, but like to steal it, most people feel is morally wrong, but she felt that it was owed to her. She didn't understand like maybe these people have kids they're putting through college. Maybe they have families to support, you know? So this
0: actually brings me to my next point, which is a really interesting question, which is that If we change, so so I did pull up a different, a few different versions of the chart, right? So now we're back to Leo rising, but when we switch to midday, like so, starting around three, her moon would be then the moon moved that day. So either if she was born basically before three p.m., she would be a twenty-nine degree Aries moon, but.
1: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight
0: loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. After 3 p.m., the moon moves, and for the rest of the day, she would be a Taurus moon. So do you get the sense that she's more of a Taurus moon or an Aries moon? I mean, I I Taurus does reek of, like, just wanting luxury.
1: Yeah, but I also think that the luxury that we like is not necessarily going to be expensive, rich people shit. It's going to be quality.
0: Well, that's exactly my point. Also, when I talk about status, it's like Capricorn actually is more of a money sign. That's why I do think this whole North Node and Taurus movement is going to change the way that we think and relate to values. Because, right, what Taurus cares about is a more – like what they care about is – quality what they care about is sustainability what they care about is real yeah. what they care about right okay so so i care about like 70 percent dark chocolate
1: right. no matter what it costs or what the brand is you know what i mean right. like that's taurus that's taurus yeah but okay so we don't know her rising sign is the point we don't know so tell me tell me
0: her sun and moon okay so well, well that's what i'm saying so her son is aquarius her moon if she was born earlier in the day is in is that 29 degrees Aries where it was stationed, or later in the day, it would be a very early degree TARS. Both. And we don't know her rising? We don't know her rising. That's because we don't have the time.
1: Oh, I thought you only needed time for rising. You need it for moon
0: too? Well, yeah, because the moon moves fast. Oh my God. Slow down, moon. What? Well, you can't. You just got to show up at the moon. You will every two weeks to just stay on rhythm. I've got rhythm. Really- <laughs> It's <laughs>
1: It's too weird that she was born in 1991. What is she 7
0: years old? Oh, don't you hate that? It's like, oh yeah, everybody's actually uh yeah, fuck the video, right? You don't want you guys want to watch this because want me cl- you want to want to watch me click around on astro.com. Okay. But
1: um that's $50. <laughs> what,
0: what,
1: So where's the Gemini in her chart? 0
0: degree Gemini Mars.
1: Okay, so the way that she deals with conflict is by being, like, sort of bipolar, for lack of a better term. 100%. As in having two poles, not as in the disorder, because right. I don't like to use name – I don't like to use DSM-5 terms no, I, casually. I, I, right, you're
0: being literal in terms of, like, the behavior.
1: Yeah, bipolar means two poles. So she has two, she has different, she has two sides to her and that's how she deals with
0: conflict. And aside from dealing with conflict, true. the other thing that Mars sort of represents is like what turns you on, what, what you, you know, what gets you going, what fires you up, what, you know, what, what you would fight for, what brings out the aggression in you, right? It's like the sort of penis energy, right? It's the testosterone masculine sort of, uh, Entity and it's the work that you do and how you do it, like, and with what energy, right? So zero degree Gemini, not only is it about duality and multiple poles and, and sort of different, you know, uh, temperatures, but it's also about story and storyline. Mm. So her being a zero degree Mars, it's like she is deeply motivated by birthing a brand new storyline. Wow, and the way that she got out of what you're saying, with the way that she got out of—that's why they start the whole show with like them interviewing all the different people whose lives she had touched over the years, and they all have a different story of, uh, you know where her money comes from and that's why even like that is that was the reason for the john nash i'm seeing connections everywhere like like baby baby room wall in the anna chalomsky storyline because it was like look this is anna this is anna this is anna the irony that actually she's anna but no there's all the different names with all the different characters and all the looks it's like every single person that has been in her life would describe her as a completely different character that's very mars in gemini don't you think that's sociopathic? Like, I, I mean,
1: everyone has different identities they have with different people. I'm a different person when I talk to my. Well, actually, I'm not a different person when I talk to my parents versus talking to you. But that's now, my family's that's a chill. That's a bad yeah, chill. it's like I'm a different. Okay, I'm a different person talking to maybe my boss versus talking to you. You know what I mean? But not to the point where they'd be like, "Oh no, she was born in
0: the Philippines." Right. I mean, <laughs> I think if you spoke to <laughs> almost anybody on planet Earth, they would give you an almost identical. But like almost like printmaking is how people would describe me. You know, I think I'm exactly myself with the way to way to a fault with everybody. Right, 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 right. Like you, she's a pathological liar. Pathological liar. And I just think
1: it was natural for her. I just think the lies flew out of her mouth. I don't even think she constructed these ideas. I think she just and that's she's the Gemini of, Yeah, like Gemini sees you. Always say like. They reflect you back to yourself. So, whoever she was speaking to, she was able to perceive, on, a, I think, an, at a subconscious level, who they wanted her to be and who they would like the best. Absolutely. That's part of her said, genius. Oh. Right. And then she was like, Oh, I'm a big game hunter from Detroit. You know, like whatever she now came that up That
0: would have been a scene that I would have watched over Chlomsky at the Xerox machine. A bil- like, that's, I would watch Delvey from Detroit a billion times over. <laughs> Her version, yeah. her version of someone being game hunting in Detroit, like mirroring that character, would be so fun to watch. Oh my god, I want to watch a Scorsese Delvey. Yeah, game.
1: please,
0: please, right. Lord, show us. Even if it's not actual blood, show us the blood. Yes, make some up. Right, if you're gonna do it, if this you- is not true. Except for th- this is true, except for what's not true. If you're gonna do that game anyway. Yeah, give us some I don't want the the parts about the, the the reporter's pregnancy to be the part that's actually made up. Right. The reporter's trained edit editors actually fabricated. It's like really this clickbait. Yeah,
1: like why did you fabricate the most boring parts boring of the story thing. and leave out the most interesting?
0: It's fucking horrible. Um but anyway, so and this is a question too where it's like what is so what is a sociopath definitionally? Cuz like is she a sociopath is the question. It's like
1: you have no empathy for people, so you just like if i I can't think of if I know any sociopaths in real life and stuff that they've done, but it's just somebody who literally cannot conceive of the fact that your feelings would be hurt, yeah I mean, or Trump that he might would. be a
0: sociopath,
1: yeah, he, he might be, be but to
0: exhibit any sense of like empathy or even connection with actual, even like his children are basically his like pawns.
1: Right. I was going to say, I think sometimes that he does a like, he does identify with or have empathy with people who are in his close, close inner circle. But then it's like, no, I can't imagine him relaxing and having a beer with someone, which he doesn't drink. Anyway, my dad's always like, if he just drank, he would be a little more normal.
0: And I'm like, yeah, that's the problem. First of all, I, yeah, Maz and Paz, like we said, very, very chill. No reason to hide. Let's have a beer. Right. I would also like to see Trump drunk, just like, you know, It could make some incredible news media clips, you know? Never had a drink. That's – no, it is a case for drinking for sure. I actually Uh agree with with Paz here, Uh, although I don't think it would have helped, you know, but I do wish he drank. I think if
1: he chilled out a little bit – He's, he might leave everyone alone. I, it's like, it's like Hitler being a vegetarian. It's like, all right, I feel a little bit better about the beef chili I made
0: today. 1000%. It's like, what wouldn't Hitler do? Eat meat. You're good. Yeah. 100%. But, right. Okay. So sorry. What do you say? What, what are you, what do you think is going to happen next for her? Well, let's, can we go back to the chart real quick? And then I will get yeah. my predictions. Okay. So, right. Okay. So a sociopath is someone who truly doesn't have, like, empathy for others. But I guess where it gets confusing to me is, like, in order to be a good sociopath, hypothetically, do we, we understand people?
1: people? Do they also, like, don't really have emotions of their own, I'm pretty sure. Like, they they will mask other people's emotions. Like, they'll if something happens to them they can fake cry because they feel like that's what they have to do to be accepted,
0: but like they don't actually feel sad. So sorry. Dude, no, I, know I, that. That be- I know that from the body language bodies guy. And he always, <gasps> it's because he always does those Megan Markle clips where he shows her instant reaction, not being empathy. He's so into her yeah. being a sociopath. <laughs> he hates,
1: he hates her. her. Jesus Enrique
0: Rosa. He so Hello, funny. body language bodies. I love him. Another weird thing about Megan Markle has been in the news today. Look at her. She actually does not feel empathy or bad when the person falls. <laughs> like whatever. It's like, whatever.
1: Like,
0: micro expressions of Meghan Markle is like, no, that's a coloring book. <gasps> oh, my God. That's hilarious. Micro expressions. I, I think he reads
1: into it way oh too God. much. He's 100%.
0: like 100%.
1: He's like you can tell from her clenching her teeth right here that she hates Harry and she wishes that she could crawl into his mother's skin
0: so it's like bro. he literally is like showing his cards with this whole series because it is right like, it is an irrational hatred, and he's reading right. It's like it's the same thing with like coaching and astrology, whatever. Like if you don't get if you don't get your own help, then you just end up projecting all, which I've done, and I apologize if you're a victim of me projecting all my shit onto you. I've you know sometimes you gotta fall in order to get back up again. It's like the contrast is the clarity, you know. But mm-hmm. self sabotage is in fact uh, spiritual because it is the ego death needed in order to evolve. Okay, so sabotage get drunk. anyway. So Trump, but yeah,
1: it's it's like Meghan Markle she maybe she just feels awkward because she was on like a d-list tv show before and no one ever noticed her in her life and now suddenly she's
0: maybe that's why she's got weird micro expressions. 100 well, it's like and she was a suitcase girl like, she's actually when she's knows that she's being videoed which now she kind of knows it's all the time she's actually a, she is an actor like for her to be aware of a camera as the first like perception sense of perception in her you know especially because she has all that leo and libra in her chart she gives a huge shit about how she's coming off and so yeah Mm -hmm. i could see like she's not actually not having empathy she's in her head maybe like like she's on stage but either way that would technically be what he would consider sociopathic because real empathy shows knows no bounds it's a it's a primal response thing but it's like whatever who fucking knows but yeah he's like the way that he like they could sue him, but I guess he's not that popular. But it's like he literally is like you could tell by the way that Megan is, and this is not a racist impression. The actually it's an unidentifiable accent, but this is exactly what he sounds like, right? But so he's like, but basically, you can see that the way that Megan is using her left foot in a stronger manner than her right proves that Harry is abusive, physically, emotionally, <laughs> and mentally. He says that they're in an abusive relationship like every three episodes, and it's so fucking funny just because it's like, dude, what do what, what did your ex-wife look exactly like Megan or something? Like what's wrong? <laughs> what, who is this about? So fucking awesome. Okay. But, but speaking of sociopaths and Anna Delvey, Donald Trump, and a body language body, let's go back to the chart. <laughs> so, so basically, here we go. So as you can see, either Delvey is a 29 degree Aries moon or a early degree Taurus moon. My sense is Taurus, but it could be Aries just because of how truly selfish and the ability to just follow her instincts and do whatever to for, for self preservation would make sense for Aries moon too. So it's, I'm on the fence about the time. But I agree. I agree. So okay, just to recap, yeah, we have Mars in Gemini which is trine, meaning in a very harmonious path-opening relationship with her sun. Her ego, her solar energy. She's a two degree Aquarius sun, and she's a 22 degrees Aquarius Venus to boot, which at this point, you can see how it all kind of comes together because it's like, okay, so she's like, oh, I know the way that I will make, this is a a mature energy as far as her chart goes. Like her ego and her Mars are both like immature, right? But this is a mature, this is in the third Deacon. This is a mature Venus and it's a mature Aquarius Venus. And so, and it's, it's at 22 degrees, which also, oh my God, look at that. It's at 2244, although we don't know the exact minute. So I'll take it back. But it's like Venus in Aquarius means one of her strongest, most Natural energies is that number one, she can read the room. She can play to the group. She has a massive, like, sort of mass audience appeal, broadcast appeal. She also can blend in, like, it's sort of what you're saying, where it's like, like, she didn't have anything really of her own that was notable other than that you could see the taste that she had because she would look out and visualize the life she wants and then try to just copy those people. But that sort of is like, I feel like Venus in Aquarius, which actually, Molly, you also have. It's Mm. like part of the, the, you know, what is Venus? It's what you're attracted to. It's what attracts you. It's how you make money. It's how you make love. It's how you spend money, give money, how you give love, right? So for her, you know, getting money from mimicking Jupiter in Leo, you know, when she does a character, there is an explosion of that sort of Leo attention grabbing uh, bravado, right? So I think that this Venus in Aquarius is really interesting because it also shows that like in terms of her emotionality, aside from the moon showing one part of your emotionality, the Venus really is the sort of, it's like the, it's like the mushy feely part, you know, and she and you have very intellectual feminine sides. So like for you, for this person, for you, if you're not in a really good conversation with the person that you're with and you can't like brainstorm on ideas and like have big like visions and thoughts it's not going to work like Mm -hmm. like what you get off on is the why can we do this for hours on end because we love to just like talk about all this talk about all the possibilities and the stuff and look at look out there at the people and talk about it and analyze it and come up with crazy ideas and brainstorm right like that's that is venus in aquarius key to your heart it's it's not that emotional it's not that um uh, you know the way that you can all look in your chart too, like whatever venus is in your chart if you want to like seduce somebody or if you want to know how to get in someone's pants or if you want to know like really what their love language is it's the venus right so for me it's in virgo so i'm like yeah build me stuff cook for me and you know take care of all the logistics drive (laughs) you know like all the things uh organize my closet because it's fun for you right your Venus and Delvey's Venus are in Aquarius. So she's like all the people, all the ideas, all, you know, the collective conversation, looking at the larger patterns, the zoomed out patterns. That is what gets you guys off. And it's how you attract people and it's how you attract money. Kind of makes sense, right? It's why you're such a, and especially because yours is in your 12th house, you're so intuitive about broadcast and trend spotting. And because you kind of get this sense of from the other dimension that's why you do have to meditate and you do have to do that pisces part because the more that you lean into that 12th house pisces sort of nebulous subconscious area the more viral videos you're going to accidentally find yourself making you want jobs we'll get you jobs okay so okay how come i'm not attracting as much money
1: as she did because well i guess hers is all gone now too well now she's she's got three hundred twenty thousand. she's fine
0: and she'll be fine for life it's because number one you were raised with a huge amount of catholic guilt Mm. (laughs) I would say that's like probably the first thing, you know, like we were talking earlier. I don't know if it's going to make it to the final cut, but we were talking about how, yeah, you could stand to be a little more entitled. Yeah. If someone invited me to Morocco, right. I would be like, I couldn't possibly. Right. And I'd be like, great. Uh, like in my <laughs> own room, you know. You'd be like, should I just go into the back of this white van and then we'll get right. there? Yeah. Okay. Right. Perfect. Well, right. It's right. like, I, I'm not asking any questions, but if you're taking care of it, I'll come, you know. So, um, but, but that's my Venus, right? Right. Where I'm like, oh yeah. If you want to like facilitate this, you know, if I'm a, you want to serve me by bringing me on this trip, I mean you know whereas right you're like well wait a second this doesn't like make sense right mm-hmm. so that's the venus part and then also for you you know there it's it's very taurus capricorn and your capricorn's in your 10th house so you do care about status but you care that everybody knows that you walk there. That's kind of what I was trying to say earlier, that Capricorn, even if Delvey's not a Capricorn rising, Capricorn risings versus Capricorn moons versus Capricorn suns are actually three of the most distinctive placements in terms of, like some signs it's like, oh, th- they have this in their chart and you're kind of like, oh yeah, that, like even like Gemini's Gemini, right? Even though, because it's because it's a little bit of everything. So I guess that's sort of not fair, but it's like at the end of the day, Capricorn rising is very different than a Cap. Like I'm a Capricorn moon, you're a Capricorn sun. We're both extremely Capricorn extremely Mm -hmm. Capricorn, but you know, you care as the solar Capricorn about people knowing that you're the goat, not because you're the greatest of all time, but because you actually walked your way up the mountain when no one else could. Mm -hmm. That is actually part of the, I think, function of your chart and also it is interesting it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next two years for you and money because your Mars is in Scorpio in your eighth house so there are actually subconscious blocks that you're actually being blissfully like they might have been subconscious now they're not now they're conscious but you're like being like blissfully ignorant about some of the blocks around money that you might have or like some of the deeper things that you you know just journal on it I would say just journal on it you know um, mm-hmm. but I do think you are going to make boatloads of money. And I think that as the, when the, when the, it'll be really interesting to see for you, Ma, when the North node finally, finally gets to, <laughs> I've been we've been long awaited transit, but when the North node does get to Pisces, mm. it will be really interesting to see what kind of an actual, revolutionary artist you rise into being. And I think that it's just like, you know, the nodes are interesting and this is okay. Back to the chart too. This is all about Delvey in the end. The nodes in the chart are always showing at a given time where the collective, uh, turning points are it's faded it's on the elliptic it's very and the talk about it you got to watch everybody's got to watch the changing of the gods and then we're going to talk about it on the Moonial podcast check it out but it's like the nodes are always showing us where the storyline is like playing out and where there's a faded change happening right and it changes every 18 months in anna delvey's chart so why am i excited for your for the for for the North Node in Pisces, I'm excited for you because you're a Pisces rising and a North Node in Pisces. So as the collective changes, your identity is going to be the direction we are all looking. Really, that's what that's what. When is that? So that will be, I guess, in. I could look. I I want to say like 2025.
1: Okay, I was hoping it would be before I have to buy all my wedding stuff. Really oh, yeah, expensive. I want
0: to hear about that, but actually. I don't think. I mean, I think we're going to make money this year, though, from sp- Space Trash Enterprises. You know? Okay. Oh my god! Like, like it's the Starship Trooper, Space Trash Trooper, mm-hmm. but um, but or like whatever. What was the what was this? What was Darth Vader's ship called? Uh, the Death Star. Okay, so we're like the Trash Star. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, I do think you're going to have a big year financially. I also think this week ahead, and and really like till mid. March, there is money in Pisces big time, big time, big time. If you actually are not afraid to ask and you block out a lot of the thoughts that you've been addicted to thinking that that feel really true because there is a conjunction that we're coming up on th- this time currently between Jupiter and Neptune, which means that like the planet of like abundance and growth and big possibility and, you know, guru and sort of bring it to me is going to be in the sky with Neptune. So even though on some level, it could just be like, it could feel like a little bit of like an alternate reality. It's kind of going to be like where everybody's delving, gets to shine. And it's like, there's going to be this almost like, like there and expanding, you know, a magnifying glass on the Neptunian energy, which is almost like bringing in like the modern day gods is almost how I think about it. Like it's like bringing in the characters that are actually spiritual and it's going to be making us feel all more connected to our long-term human generational lineage, not with our DNA and our families of origin, but just like, like there's going to be this awareness of, wow, we are humans on earth right now, but we actually are like, like long-term, uh, always evolving souls. And we do have ancient memories. And so there's going to be this like powerful moment of, you know what, because I actually do have certain ancient memories and maybe you're not going to use these terms in your head or I'll do it for you right now, but you're going to want to ask yourself like, well, out of all the characters I could play, which Delvey was the best Delvey? You know, we're going to basically just step into like quantum leap into a, timeline and a version of ourselves where the story is actually in the character that we like, not only that we want it to be, but that's actually like really natural to us. There's going to be a resistance, uh, sort of like, like the, the block on resistance is going to come up and there's going to be this sort of energy of flow to whatever we can imagine, because what we're imagining is actually what we're like remembering and what we're dreaming is actually what we're calling in. And so, yeah, I do think that coming up, mid month until until you know mid march late March I would really ex- i would really experiment with like trying on different character versions of yourself for size you specifically and wherever Pisces is in your chart, fucking imagine and dream out of this world and really check your self talk really make sure that you're not going yeah but that'll never happen or yeah, but that's a time for me or whatever right because it fucking mm-hmm. will and it will set us up for what long term will bring us into the eventual uh you know renaissance the uh, the artistic renaissance that is going to come after the plague times i have two
1: suggestions based on what, everything you just said not to give advice Good. but two Good. things no, that the, have worked for me from the for the listeners if they need it if you have a lot of earth in your chart and you need to feel that those old ancient aliens are around and that like All your relatives are still here. Acid can help.
0: (laughs) Okay. Wow. LOL. Not
1: it does because because if you take it, you just are like, okay, everyone's still here. Like they're still here. They're beams of light they're with me all the time. I don't need to really be like sad about it cuz literally everyone's here, you okay. know?
0: I first of all, I want to just say from a spiritual perspective, you are correct. This is again, mm-hmm. we have a case for drinking on the pod this time. We have a we have a case for and we're not scamming you doing acid around death. Right.
1: I'm not saying I did it cuz that would be illegal, but <laughs> just in terms of for earth well, signs. Imagine it would be helpful yeah, like you hear people say stuff like that, like they're still with you, and you're like, "Fuck off!" But then, you know, sometimes there's some okay, medicine I, for
0: that that will make you get I it. Give you some homework, then. Uh, I would tell you to do some acid during this Jupiter Neptune transit because you, what your version of the the dead people are not around me is like I can't ask for that much or whatever. I know. Okay, so. If,
1: so I I would have to taper off my Zoloft, and I don't feel like dealing with the brain zap, so I'm not going to do that. Be just but a good edible,
0: then it would be fine. But
1: yeah, there's I can't find any edibles in London. Not that I'm looking, because again, they're illegal. But if anyone knows anyone, bring them, them for I your wedding gift. Don't bring them; you'll get arrested. And if anyone knows anyone, let me know because I'll turn them into the police to make the world a better yeah, place. Yeah. Text Narc- me Narc- their phone number. Narc- but anyway. The, the second thing I was going to say that's a little more practical is I started reading this book called Atomic Habits. Mm-hmm. And it is all about, and this is like, you know, that whole, what was it, Aquarius and Venus thing. In order for me to change any habit, I need to have all the science behind it. Yeah. I need to know why and how it
0: works. It's going through exactly and I got Venus and Aquarius. And that's why Anna Delby was good at what she yeah. did because she found out how things worked and then could just Gemini reflect it back.
1: Right. So the biggest thing that changed, that really changed my mind for reading this book, I'm only like a third of the way through it, and I found it through my old boss Ryan Holiday, his podcast The Daily Stoic. He's like a I love Ryan Holiday. Was your boss? Yeah, yeah. Are you I'll tell you. kidding me? It. Yeah, yeah. But so he he um he recommended this book Atomic Habits, and the thing that was so crazy about it is there's this chart in the beginning that shows if you do 1% better or 1% more each day, it goes off the charts by the end of like a month and then a year and whatever. It's like making these tiny, tiny little changes to get better. So I am doing that now, like to, if I do have a negative thought in my head, like, like, you know, great. Ever. But it's funny because I already knew that. But for some reason, reading it in a book helps because I always tell people one thing I am really good at doing is working out mm-hmm. and like forcing myself to do it and making a habit out of it. That and I say to everybody that was
0: great, actually, where you were like, it's not about time or anything. It's just like sweat a little bit every day
1: right? So I already knew that. And that's what I tell everybody. Mm-hmm. Do a
0: five-minute
1: class. Just break a sweat and that's enough. And I'm like, why was I not able to apply that to every other thing in my life? It's so funny, but now I am because I read it. But So what you're saying, getting in touch with the the, the ancient a- aliens or whatever and just doing getting rid of the negative self-talk, read Atomic Habits if you've got a lot of earth in your chart like me because it might help. Okay.
0: First of all, great advice. Second of all, really excited about Ryan Holiday. Third of all, I'm also a life coach, and that's actually what I do for a living. I, I'll be the our phone call will be just the Atomic Habit. You need your <laughs> Sun and your Mercury are on very particular star seed degrees that represent the Lyran star seed. Colony, whatever you want to call it. I don't know what the right word is. Oh my God. We're going into such... But I just want you to know that Lyran star season. if you have, I can look in your chart, but if you have early degree Capricorn in your chart, it's likely, or to mid degree, it's likely you're a Lyran star seed if your sun or your moon are there. And Lyran star seeds are the oldest of the ancient aliens. So what you're describing, which is like, the way that you literally just walked through, because you're basically describing ancient aliens are with you all the time, not dead people, because you're like, but you're always here and it never ends. It's like, dude, that's Lyran Starseed shit. That was a channeled message that you got when you were on acid and repeated just now. Yeah. Like, I felt like,
1: yeah, I just felt like everyone who's ever existed was is still here.
0: You're a Lyran. I want you to Google that afterwards and tell me next week how much you connect with this particular Starseed origin story. How do you spell Lyra? L Y R A. L-Y-R-A. Lyra.
1: Why? We're and Starseed, Jesus You're fucking Christ, Starcy, bro.
0: So am I. That's how we know each other. That's why this podcast, low key, is so deep. I know. Well, that's true. It so is. Deep. People I'm don't so feel it. shocked by how we beautifully waver between completely fucking dumb. I know. I know. It's amazing.
1: All okay, right, promise. we gotta. I feel like we've done all we can do with Anna Delvey. I didn't get my big
0: closer. All right, all right, all right. Anna Delvey. So so back to the nodes, right? So Anna Delvey's north node is at 28 degrees Capricorn conjunct her Saturn. So actually, the lesson she's learning – so for everybody, when Saturn returns in your chart, you wake up from the primordial snooze you were actually on. You were just a Tesla before you woke up, Saturn returned. Now it's your turn to drive. That's what it is. Now you're a SpaceX. Okay. Yeah. And we are going to have a trash star. You <laughs> great. So it's basically in, in Anna's chart, her North Node, the purpose of her iteration is actually to um address the problems in the business financial systems structures and practices. She was meant to expose what actually is wrong with because it's like you could make whatever case you want but like every startup that fails is also fraud then. Like it, it you could I could make that argument. So therefore it's why Theranos could exist for so long because it's like we don't actually believe she's going to do it, but we believe in the idea of changing the world, right? It's about – it's a place to put your money. that People people with money need to put their money into investments and uh, in a lot of uh, – a way to do it that's fun is investing in small in companies. But, but
1: But the way – the reason why other ones fail is not because they came – it's usually not because they came up with a completely fantastical, impossible – blood test. It's usually because they were like, we're going to do this same company that a million other people did before. Only ours has a dog on the logo. And it's like, and and also this is just
0: hard. I mean, not every car sharing company was Uber. Yeah, But point being though, that there are problems. I mean, the whole thing is a racket. You know what I mean? Like everything about the financial system and currency in general is going to change as a result specifically of the miraculous synchronicity of the North node just moving into Taurus, South node moving into Scorpio and the exact Pluto return of the United States where in the chart of the United States, Pluto's in the second house, the Taurus house, the money house. And Pluto, listen to the thing Nicole and I recorded last night, who explains it in, in detail about really the energy of Pluto. But it's like Pluto really is the beast that must be tamed. And if it's not, if it's not simultaneously like honoring the primal powerful urges and being soothed by a a goddess, you know, if if left to its own devices, the tools that Pluto has us create become the weapons that Pluto has us create. And then we, you know, leads to eventual death weapons of mass destruction could end it all. Right. And yet out of amoebas and star seeds will come back. So it's all good. We know that Lirans, right. But it's like Anna Delvey, her Saturn North node conjunction is at the exact degree. Of the United States Pluto return. No way.
1: That's it's crazy.
0: crazy. But I don't
1: think it necessarily means that she's going to help us see the light in you any way. I the think
0: the fact that even her story exists, I mean, even just watching the those interviews that are taken from real interviews where, you know, the lady's like, well, rich people don't pay for anything. She did expose how stupid the rich people are, can be, and how actually irresponsible and and selfish, greedy, the rich people are with their money.
1: Yeah, but she also exposed that they're at least not dumb enough to let you get away with it forever.
0: But actually, they are. It was her friend that, that dimed her out. Yeah, but
1: it's because people want the system to stay in place. They don't want people to scam. Yeah, stand. but
0: now there is, it's the same reason why like hackers end up getting hired by the FBI. Cause like if you can yeah, scam but- the government, which in and of itself is a scam, the system is a scam for the record, because you're not actually giving people equal value to what the system has you paying and playing into, you know, unless every public school in America has drinking water and fucking, uh, you know, books that are relevant and new, And they don't have holes in the walls, Mm -hmm. then you're not actually giving me back the taxpayers back their dollars to take care of the community. Okay. So that's my first gripe. Until Flint has clean water, I'm not really that concerned with taxes. Oh, now she's bringing up Flint. Now I can't argue. I love those kids. I love the Detroitians. I want to see Delvey in Detroit. Delvey, get to Detroit and do a character where you somehow have enough power to clean the water in Flint. Okay, that's my next assignment to you, scammer. Right. That's the thing. Yeah, it's like, I, would believe, I would believe in this idea
1: of her as like a freedom fighter if she wasn't just scamming like room It's surface. not
0: that I think she's a freedom fighter, but I do think that she is here to do – First of all, she's here to show us how – I mean, Saturn North Node at 28 degrees Capricorn, the Pluto returning is Happening as this is all coming out, and she's getting paid for the scams. It's like she is here to show us a certain capitalist spirit that not only is going to Saturn hurt her, put her in Rikers. Now she's in an ice detention center, but it's also going to be the thing that she builds her life on, which is that she actually does know how to. She is a good business person. She does know how to play with business and status to get to be a scammer at the level that she was. You you do have some talents. And you do get how the system works, which also means that you might be the best consultant on how it actually should change if it was not possible to be scammed. It, again, it's why the, the, the hackers get big coding jobs, because actually they outhack the the system. Right. But
1: do you think that we're girlbossing this a little too much? As in, do you think that if Bernie Madoff was a
0: woman, you would be saying the same thing about him? That's an interesting question. If Bernie Madoff was Anna Delvey... It's the same thing. I mean, I love Bernie. No, you don't. Oh, not Madoff. I was thinking Sanders. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, wait. I want to think about Bernie Sanders doing any other character than the character he's been doing. I'm like, he really only has the one. I I asked you all to leave a review of the Space Drive podcast. (laughs) I'm asking you all.
1: Once again, I'm asking you. I'm sorry. Is that Jew face again, if I do it? No, voice? we
0: do accents here, okay? This is a comedy podcast. Okay. Once again, I'm asking okay. you to also, all of the it's, accents. It's Vermont face, if anything. Maplehead.
1: Yeah. So, okay. But don't you think if Bernie Madoff was a woman doing a Ponzi scheme in 2022, people would be like, she just did
0: what everybody else does." Well, I don't think it's exactly the same, but boy, oh, boy, did we love watching The Wolf of Wall Street. And boy, oh, boy, did he teach us a lot about the loopholes and the fraud available at high-level financial uh, marketplaces. Yeah, but you're just
1: describing an antihero. Well,
0: that's what she is, too.
1: Right, but this show didn't portray her as an antihero. That's what I dislike right. so much they, about this show. Had a
0: little bit that, – that's what I'm saying, right, a Tarantino – a Tarantino Delvey, where she actually is a bit sinister, but I do understand where, they, right? They, this one specifically tried to really paint the picture of like when you come from Soviet Russia and you're there for the collapse and you were dirt poor and then you moved to Germany and the girls bullied you and you realized that fashion was your way out. Then please, you know what please. I mean? Please, everyone bullied everyone. We don't, right. we don't subscribe I mean, to I that. Don't really. But that's what they were trying to, they were trying to say like, we don't know what it was like in Soviet Russia, right? But, but whatever. The bottom line is, Did she have oligarch money? I, yeah, I I don't even know if it was, yeah, I guess so. Right. So her dad was some kind of a mobster of whatever kind. Right. So like, it's, it's
1: just like so much sympathy for her where I'm just like, dude, the girl is dead behind the
0: eyes. She's a shark I guess like I have a- She is not Robin I have sympathy for it only in the way that like, I mean, I've been called a scammer so many times. I sell phone calls.
1: Yeah, but you're providing
0: Absolutely. service. But one might argue that the Anna Dalby Foundation. Foundation, like, I don't think she had the best intention. Look at her chart. She actually is a little bit soulless. That is why she can work with money in such a non-emotional way, right? Her North Node and her Saturn are at the Pluto return in the second house in the United States' chart, which is going to, no matter what, completely change the dynamics of the financial systems in this country and globally because that Pluto has not been uh, massaged into being loving for more people than not. It has run amok with its power. That is worst case scenario for Pluto. And it's now going to have to completely transform. That's what Pluto is. But I I don't think she is a disruptor
1: of that. I think she's a symptom of that.
0: Sure. But either way, this is the kind of data that adds to the 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 collection of stories that we are building for our modern New Earth Bible, starting here with your preachers at the Spice Podcast. But it's like that's my preacher voice now. Yeah, if, if you want to see my preacher character, that's how I did. <laughs> okay, but so um, it's it's not that she in it of herself is is like the actual hero that we need right now in America. But what she is, is a story that fits into, yeah, a symptom is great. We can go, wow, a symptom of capitalism is that, or or a system of how screwed up capitalism is, or how unjust capitalism is, or how blind people with money actually do act when there's more money on the line or on the table, and how much it is about performance just just an episode ago we were talking about your big wonderful earrings from h&m but they made you look rich there is it is showing us how status and facade in the end is all to whatever degree soulless bullshit yeah but we're always gonna have well yeah, but we're not always gonna have it in a way that is completely morally bankrupt which actually no i don't necessarily think yeah, capitalism is- in and of itself is morally bankrupt, but I do believe the way it is being done in the United States, you know, if we look at the Constitution, it's not like freedom and justice for some. Rely. Yeah, it's gone. It's, it's not an integrity. It's- Capricorn needs integrity. So whether Anna was in or out of integrity in terms of what the system uh you know had in in place as the rules gives a fuck. She actually uh is here to say, I'm the system, or I'm sure sh- and I'm showing you the system. And I do think she becomes an important anti hero for the culture because she is bringing us into the money conversation just in a different way. I think
1: she's a Lyran star seed. She
0: absolutely I think she's. You've learned her, her Mercury and her Uranus and her Neptune are all at the exact degrees of LOL, your sun, my moon, and the Lyran star seed HQ in the sky. She's,
1: but but she's she's a tale as old as time. There's people like this in the Bible, okay, you then know. That would like be
0: interesting, who was like this in the Bible?
1: I don't know. I just okay, made who, that up. But I'm the sure comments, there if is. You know
0: who's like that in the Bible? We'll sing the answer for everybody. Yeah, like it's just
1: she's just a shitty person. She's a she's like a but she is, she like, is she an is arch-
0: creative. She is socially brilliant, and I don't know. I think it will be interesting to see what she does next because I do think if she's who. I think it's possible that she flips this and reverses it into an awesome career.
1: I think she's missing an emotional Mm -hmm. chip, and I think she's gonna get a chance to flip and reverse this into an awesome career, and then she's gonna scam the wrong person because she's I think she's constitutionally unable to function in
0: the world without scamming she is not a normal and you person. know what this is a really good follow-up to the thing that we were asking about earlier which is like how does the saturn return work like you have to repeat it it's like actually her saturn return yes it had her ending up in rikers and now in an ice detention center but low-key it's the only reason she has any money of her own in fact the way that she does things work and when she does those interviews she goes i do not regret anything right and that means she did not learn her lesson and she will right. revisit this again. Right. And is she going to have to pay restitution
1: to the people she scammed Wait, no, from?
0: How? She, oh, that's the thing. She didn't actually – when she came into money, she paid people back. It was just – like she was basically like uncut gems. Like let me pawn this to put this money here, to put this money here, to put this money here. She was moving around a huge amount of money. And hypothetically, and in the business plan – because then she did start doing it under the guise of a business – you could 100% make the case that when the business has a profit, we will p- start to pay back the investors. That's how it works.
1: Right. But the business was similar to Magnesis, which was the Fire Festival guy, which was also which a Which I scam. love to
0: find I mean, out that they were living together.
1: Well, yeah. And he was in my co-working space with Galore and the reason why we met Ja Rule. But that's another story for another time because...
0: I got to go tweet. Hey, got to go TV Night Nights. That's my th- – Yeah, what do you guys think about Delvey? What do you think about our Delvey Deep Delve? Do we have time for reviews or no, not this app?
1: Yeah, okay. I just think it would be nice to reviews. sing before bed. I also want to say because we did not talk about Tinder oh, Swindler. I, know. I don't – really care that much about it because it depresses me. And we already talked about West Elm Caleb. And I think this is just another example of girls be wanting boyfriends. And it makes me sad. Yeah. And I think if I think the sexual revolution sold us a fake bill of yeah. goods that women can just flirt around and blah blah blah. And it's like these girls just like we just gotta admit we want boyfriends. <laughs> and I'm saying that when I, I spent my entire 20s you, you know? know, I spent my entire 20s being like, I don't need a boyfriend, but then like mysteriously always having right. one. In the day. end, it just, like, comes, just comes down to love,
0: right? People just want to feel loved and like they have somebody to tell their friends about. That's why West and K- Kalen was so big because they were like, oh, I want to talk about the one guy I went on a date with that one time.
1: Right, exactly. We all just want love and it's very easy to scam people who are looking for love. For some reason, I have more sympathy for Delvey's victims than the Tinder swindlers victims because... Um, I relate more to, even though I said I would never take a free trip to Morocco, I do relate to hang out with a rich person for an afternoon and seeing where it takes me. (laughs) Totally. If I, you know, but like if I met and like, yeah, I'll I'll get into the boom, boom room for free. Well, that that is where like,
0: if you did know that Anna Delvey was a sociopath when she stayed on the guy's yacht, stealing the plane and, and steal and like stealing the guy's yacht for a week, I thought were as far as antiheroes go. Uh, power moves, loved them. Loved to see those. But it does right. show how stupid I, yeah. people are and how much status and the the perception of status means in how we actually she, what she's showing us is social currency being a real thing.
1: Yes, which it is, and it always has been and, and like, like there's a weight as t- a currency. There's a there's a way to exploit that to your benefit, and I don't mean exploit in a bad way. I mean use it to your benefit in a way that doesn't hurt sure. people. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah, of
0: course, yeah. All
1: and right. I say- you, are you finding your Wait, review? What did you, say? Are you finding yeah, your yeah,
0: review? Um, I want to say well, on behalf of our last reviews, I realized the assignment was, I dreamed a dream. Yeah. I realized I actually was doing one day more, and I was doing the um Cosette verse where marius is i did not live until today i also don't know why i wow. started at such a high note deep cut it was very hot <laughs> go- what an insane yeah so anyway i want to just say that that wasn't the perfect i dream and dream and i would have done it in a much lower register to a different part of the song okay so
1: well we heard your falsetto
0: yeah. which yeah. was you're right you're right there's gonna be a lot of reviews so yeah i should do okay
1: what song should we do? Because I kind of forgot all the songs.
0: Um, what the fuck, Molly? You are t- you forgot all the songs to lay Miz. I forget which ones we didn't do yet. Right. That's tell the people that it's Capricorn. We that. We, did, fix that we status. Already, like, Make sure they know that you you a real one. Okay. Well, how about we do? Um. Oh. Oh. Um. Oh, I know. while my falsetto was actually what you guys are used to hearing. Let's do God caught on. Bring him home. Bring him okay, home. Okay,
1: you you do one with that, and then I have one that I'm okay. going to do.
0: Fuck yeah! Fuck yeah! Fuck yeah! Okay, let me pull up. You go first because I'm pulling mine up now.
1: Okay, this one is by Ernie loves Bert, and it was left on Christmas Eve, 2020.
0: Oh my god! Shout out! That's my best friend Haley Leo. Oh Haley, I love Haley. Oh, she's okay. the one that was. I was going to set you guys up in London. She goes to London all the time. Molly, Haley, Oh, this is an informal introduction. I know she's listening. And Haley, yes, we'll all hang in London. Bye.
1: Yes, we will. So she put a lot of really pretty emojis in it. And it's called Pure Magic, and it's I five stars. I want to make stars. a
0: request. Could you please sing the emojis as well? Thank you. Yes. <clears throat>
1: Sarah and Molly are pure magic. Shooting star, their dynamic personalities and insights rolled into natural humor that comes with such ease makes them the most fun to listen to i never want to listen to any celeb gossip without an astrology spin again sarah and molly you guys are stars
0: star emoji purple heart keep rocking on oh my god what a funny moment for me when i realized you were doing 24601 Oh, go on. And you know what's funny too? Actually, I shouldn't have shamed you earlier. That was my own shit because I was thinking we should do 24601. And then I was like, how does it go again? But you're right. Yeah. Haley loves the pod. Thank you for that review. <laughs> yeah. So fucking for yeah, that is So fucking, I love, I love that we both also are learning about ourselves. That when it comes to doing these reviews, for whatever reason, you really, you really veer toward the gravelly deep voice, and I really want you to go hi high, high, and I don't really know why. It's just, it's just so fun to learn in front of about ourselves. Um, I am an alto. That's my voice type. Um, okay, you're an alto. I'm an alto. But you're so you're soprano. Well, to me. that's because I'm doing good. I always even thought like the truth is because I actually technically have a good voice, but I don't really. I don't really know what Sarah's voice is. I just do good impressions of people's voices. Mm. You know, so I'm a, I'm Anna. Who is the real Sarah?
1: Yeah, my voice is the one in "I'm a Horse Girl, Bitch."
0: Okay, now that is platinum good. Her hair is Thank not you. platinum, but her singing is. Her records are uh, okay. So this one is uh okay. So this is um, "Bring Him Home" by the next one here is from Late Dog. Thank you, Late Dog. <gasps> November eighteenth, my dad's birthday, twenty twenty one. This is "Bring Him Home." Okay, titled "Hilarious," so unique. I love. Any of these two creators content. Really interesting. <laughs> and unique perspectives like I've never heard. I really love and appreciate their work. Appreciate their work. No, I gotta belt it. Fuck it. No, I, I like <laughs> really. Yeah, whole drop sound, you all. Much love, much love. Five stars. Rawr,
1: that was from Mateo. That was really good. Was that from
0: Richard? from Richard. (laughs) Yeah, Richard. Thanks, Richard. We appreciate
1: your listenership. The artist formerly known as Richard. That's right. Everyone, thank you so much for listening. Please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and we will sing your review. Somehow
0: this new segment has not brought the reviews rolling in. You know why? It's because everybody is so insecure about their singing voices. Space Trash. Space space trash. Lifestyles,
1: the rich and Uranus.
0: Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods.